Hello again, welcome back to the Jason and Peely Project. Super excited for today's show. You got some dynamic things and it's actually a candy that I was just searching for a platform itself that we were diving into. So we have Jake Marmelstein on the show. Hey Jake, how you doing? Hey, how you doing Jason? Glad to be I'm here. I'm doing awesome, man. Doing awesome. And uh, so Jake is CEO of Groundbreaker, a software application that helps real estate investment firms automate workflows in fundraising, investor reporting, and investment management. He's been doing this back from 2014. He's seen the, the market transition, just really just has a ton to talk about one from really the CRE finance and technology side, but two from the psychology side. So we're going to dive in. We've got some great questions, but Jake, fill in the gaps. What I miss here? Yeah. Well, the transition of uh, companies moving into the cloud and being able to look at their tech stack now objectively and saying, what are the missing pieces that we have here that we can automate with technology that we can fill with technology that's going to be available 24, seven, 365, uh, that we can, you know, turn on, that we can control, that we can operate uh, across functions remotely in uh, in today's world. And once you have that technology, uh, being able to look at, you know, the world has ha- is changing and continues to change, moving more towards the technology, uh, being a factor in every business and being a consideration to get up and running and have it be a piece of your company. What was it about this specific space? that stood out to you in 2014 that you took a harder look at and decided to dive all in on? So uh, when I was looking at it in 2014, to set the context, 2012 was uh, the passing of the Jobs Act. And in 2014, we had an article in VentureBeat written about us uh, in democratizing real estate investing by having a platform where anybody could put their deal up and they could raise capital online from accredited investors over the internet. And it was a big deal for people who have been uh, doing everything um, but general solicitation so that they comply with securities laws. And we're thinking as a company, do we want to be a crowdfunding solution? Do we want to get a big group of investors together and direct capital towards real estate deals? Or where is this really going? What's the big picture? And the big picture is that people are going to arm themselves with the technology they need to be able to harvest their own investor base. Yeah, and when, when you look at that and some of the the ability to, to create a platform, right? So your investors can can feel as if as if they're you're, you're being a, a safe safe harbor for their capital, right? And so you, you're not just hiding with Excel spreadsheets where, where things can be manipulated. You now have a platform that it creates a reputable style for the brand. You're, you're now seeing a lot of competition come into the market. How have you seen the space develop over the last six years since you started? So the space has developed segmentation, uh, groups that maybe were interested in going head to head with us uh, as providers of an investment management portal, maybe segmented towards some of the back office functions of providing an escrow account or clearing house services or transfer agent services. Um, or maybe moving across different industries and not being real estate specific, but doing sort of an investment manager CRM for multiple different industries. And then we saw companies that came right in and want to go head to head with us uh, on real estate investment management software, but they're either going up market and moving towards institutional groups, or they might be going down market. And as it currently stands, there's a wide, uh, space in the market between the lower market solutions and really the institutional solutions. Uh, So we are occupying the space 
in between there where we can be that scalable solution that's not only easy to use uh, and robust, but it's also very cost effective for companies that want to onboard now and grow and not have to switch to a different solution later on once they outgrow the, the, uh, a solution that they started with because the price was low enough. So we want to be that solution that people start with and stay with. What are some of the core components of Graham, Groundbreaker that really make it stand out? For us, uh, the ability to send and receive payments electronically is a huge differentiator that we offer into the market. To my knowledge, there's no other solution that does that. And some of the companies might be able to pay distributions by generating a NACHA file, but we actually integrate with the banking systems so that funds can travel uh, through um, you know, ACH and get triggered from within the platform. And using that feature, I mean, that is something, right? Because I, I have talked to other platforms where you have to use some third party or some other way that you're, or you're still going back and doing distributions as you were you know, manually before. So to have that within the platforms, highly engaging. For investors who, who now are working with an operator who's using Groundbreaker, do they have access to the portal so they can go in and see really the, the life of their deal real time? Yeah, the, the portal has uh, five different components. The investor portal for LPs to get access to their information and they can have uh, their cash flows, their documents, detail on their distributions. And they can also see new offerings and existing offerings that either they've invested in or are open for fundraising, whether it's a teaser or an active deal that's really collecting subscriptions and contributions. And then they can go through the process of funding and transacting. The four other parts of the software are really for the managers, which encompass fundraising automation, investor reporting, investor servicing and distributions. Um, and then you have the CRM. Has there been an asset class uh, that's using your technology that's, that, that was surprising that, that you weren't originally positioned for? Not really, actually. We, we work with both single asset syndications and funds. Uh, there's some parts about the display of investor reporting that we're working towards being able to support for specific industries and giving sponsors the flexibility to drop in certain metrics in their dashboard that they care about because it's asset specific. Um, maybe when you talk about multifamily, looking at uh, the increases in rents uh, and those kinds of more uh, property specific asset class specific metrics might be more relevant to multifamily. So being able to give sponsors the flexibility to do that, we don't have that yet, but that's going to be on the horizon. Um, and then Funny enough, the other day I was talking with somebody about a commercial kitchen uh, business that they were launching. So um, because of uh, the, the, the crisis, you see a lot more food delivery um, on the rise. And then companies that maybe need more capacity to meet the demand of doing food delivery need uh, additional storage and additional space to be able to produce uh, enough food to fulfill those orders in a in a, in a process oriented way that's going to make sense for their business. Yeah. Looking forward, there's going to be a, a whole new wave of, of opportunity for entrepreneurs to figure out the highest and best use for available property. Right. And especially mm -hmm. looking at what Groundbreaker is doing, where do you see your platform going in the, the horizon, the next two, three, five years ahead? Well, we would like to be able to use uh, the data, on the system to be able to help 
our investment managers produce better insights about the decisions that they're making and the priorities uh, that, that they are putting forth uh, to be able to manage those assets or choose which deals that they will ultimately be investing in and how they represent those opportunities to investors. So by having all of that data online, having it structured, and then being able to tap into other data sources over the internet, um, we can achieve some of those things. So that's very interesting. Also having all the collection of the data on the system gives us the ability to know how operators are, are performing, um, what asset classes are performing, um, and figuring out uh, what good performance looks like um, when you have enough data in the sample set to be able to determine that. Mm -hmm. um, and there's many different things we could do uh, by knowing that information in the aggregate, whether that would be, you know, introducing, uh, introducing capital or services uh, or just providing information to people in the general market about how syndications are performing by asset class by geography that's actually very interesting right so if you can get down to to the minutia there and see that right you may find a different asset classes in certain areas performing better for whatever's the reason right do you find that what you're doing today that you're having a certain percentage of a certain asset class or a certain space that's consistently outperforming other asset classes it just has to do with current market timing when you look at all the different asset classes uh, like retail and, and uh, getting crushed and multifamily doing well because people have to pay rent to you know, live somewhere. They have to be able to pay rent after this situation happens. So all the hype about people you know, not paying rent in April and May uh, not being you know, true and multifamily performing well, I think that it's pretty clear cut that's going to be the best performing asset class right now for a while. And, uh, and for the foreseeable future too, I, I don't know what other asset classes are going to perform. Maybe self-storage uh, might, might be doing well. Um, if, who knows, people like look to downsize during this and put their stuff away for a while or manufactured housing, which again is, I consider multifamily, but uh, an asset class that's protected and recession proof pretty much because the price will go down to be able to live. Um, in manufactured housing communities. So you, you speak to a lot of general partners and limited partners, uh, especially just just talk about the platform. Is there a general through line that you hear from limited partners? And we won't talk to COVID. So let's just say an overall consensus about the a certain surety that they're looking for from operators or certain things that they're looking for for operators. I don't know how much of that I could... Uh, tell you that would be original and unique mm -hmm. generally just uh investors might be concerned how assets are performing during all of this and they're looking for communication from their operators when there's a crisis people just want to know what's going on yeah. and so they're going to be more concerned about keeping what they have than necessarily going ahead and gaining more they just want to know that things are okay and so operators that might not might be holding back distributions or uh, you know, not communicating as frequently need to be communicating. And that's what our system helps solve. So just being able to have a system that you can log into anytime and check and just know that your information is in there, your distributions are in there, your documents are there and 
any activity, any reports are gonna be in there. So it, it, it helps to allay those concerns. And you know, it has been said before, but it's, it's very good to be reinforced because many people shy away from, from presenting the bad news, but most people, including myself, would rather hear it than have to think about what could be potentially the bad news, right? So if someone is holding distributions because they're trying to, again, preserve capital right now, you know, they first and foremost, you know, we, we want to make, we, we want to offer returns, but the most important thing is preservation of capital, giving back the capital first and foremost. And so if that's the operator's mindset and they're potentially not, um, they're not speaking that to their, to, to their investors, even though they have the right intentions, it can be taken a million different ways. So getting ahead of it and talking to your investors and just having the conversation out front, and it's, it's most important, right? Presenting the good, presenting the bad and presenting what you're working to do to correct the bad and having a platform like yourself where the investors can also um, reconfirm the talk track with what's available on the platform uh, is wholeheartedly important. Do you think that there's other parts of, of let's talk, talk multifamily where technology is supremely lacking right now that we may see an influx of technology and a certain component of multifamily that's missing? I'm not entirely sure what, uh, where the gaps are, uh, to be honest, but I do know that property tours uh, have gotten some creative ways uh, of running. And I have a friend of mine who owns a, a company that does virtual uh, property tours, and I think they're growing by like four or five X uh, this year because of that, because everyone's moving to virtual tours. We're just thinking about the things that we need to be able to do when we're not able to get together in the same physical space. How can we make, how can we standardize that process and the information, give access to people and what kinds of areas maybe you know, what kinds of areas do you see missing? And Property management is, is one, right? A lot of the property management companies are mom and pop operations or just operations that have, that have, that have operated for many years, right? And they haven't inputted the technology into their systems, right? You're still living in, a, in a, basically a paper world in a lot of different ways. And just like you said, it, there's so many times over the course of history where people say, well, no one's going to do that. No one's going to rent a property just by seeing it you know, over a computer. No one's going to buy a house just by seeing it through pictures it, until someone just says, well, why not try it? And then all of a sudden you see it happening, right? Happening mm -hmm. before your eyes because people will, right? There's, there's always that group who may want to physically see it, but then there's the other group that says, okay, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's got two bedrooms. It's got two bathrooms. It's got a kitchen and a living room. And it's on the second floor, understood, you know? And so, and what's the details? Where do I sign it? It makes it even cleaner, right? So even at that point of, um, if there's, to have the leases, be able to document just these things that, that continue to, to be in some format automated, but not a full throughout process. Where like you're talking about here with Groundbreaker, where lots of times you have uh, platforms that have a lot of the steps but they fall off in terms of the distribution, right? You, you, can't, you can't fluently do that, right? So, so you have like 90% of it there. You see a lot of that with property management company. You may have like 60% of it there or like leasing, like we're like 70%, but you're still missing that gap, that, that gap that just makes it a, if you're a tenant or prospective tenant, you want to feel, especially if you're looking at, um, you know, a, a flight to quality or, or potentially, you know, a best in class asset, that it is going to be that kind of, 
operation fully through. Like you have an A-class asset and you're using a C-class showing process Mm -hmm. where maybe you can adapt it to a new age showing process, like you said, where their company is now showing virtual tours, right? They're able to use, you know, ways that you can really feel like you're there. And so, you know, I'm not smart enough to know any of these steps, but I know that, you know, like virtual reality, it's not there yet, but it's going to have a place, right? You, You can use that and be in an apartment and know the apartment with and be, I don't know, you're moving, right? And you're moving, you're a thousand miles away. You don't have to find, you know, Aunt Betty who lives two hours away to go see the asset for you. You can just, you know, use virtual reality and there you're there. Yeah, you can choose your your furniture and then yeah. put it in the right places and kind of figure it out while you're in the room. There you go. That's yeah. the add-on, right? You know, and if you're if you're that company right there, then you start you start having the the furniture company that you, is your second line, right? And then you can, you can literally furnish the apartment. I mean, things like that. They're endless when you when you look at that. The one thing the internet has created and continues to create is a want for speed, right? It's a want for speed and 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 easy, right? And that, that goes in both ways. It goes like people see someone in front of a Ferrari and they want that and they haven't gotten off the couch in three weeks, right? But in the same part, that's the same thing with buying decisions, right? You know, that's why Amazon, we have the one click, right? Where like they they've now cornered that because they're just one click, you know, I, I got to be careful with my little kids. They get on like my phone, start messing around. We might be buying like 64 little Yoda things, you know, just, just because. You know, you, you can even like have um, an Arduino connection. Like it's like this, this kind of internet of things where you can print out a button and then have it respond to a specific purchase action that you want to take. So it could be like toilet paper. You've got a toilet paper button next to the toilet paper roll. And just press the button and it orders new toilet paper for you on Amazon. Yeah. You can actually do that kind of stuff. See, but like those are, those are the things that if you <laughs> are able to, to offer those processes as if maybe you get wholly vertically integrated as, as a company, right? And as an mm-hmm. operator, you're able to offer that and you're able to property management construction and then now some kind of manufacturing outfit. That's where someone stands apart, right? Because now you're able to find your inefficiencies because for me, even, you know, we use third party management and they have a lot of construction in house. Sometimes they'll have to sub out for other points. And I have to look at it for a way where potentially if I was leading a construction charge, I could probably save on that, but it may take me more time to find the the right contractor at that time from being a thousand miles away. Mm-hmm. And it may, and I may lose that time on, okay, Hey, I saved 500 bucks, but it took me an additional three and a half, four weeks of, of downtime on the unit. And so what's the cost of that on the back end? So I may pay a little bit more for the speed, but if I had the integration in place, I would save that 500 up front and still have the speed in front. And so there's a lot of things that, that to, to, to grow into as we continue to move. I feel like um, for the real estate tech space and technology that we see coming out now, there's so much of it that people don't know exists. And there's a lag effect of applying it and commercializing it and packaging it in a way that we're able to consume. And so we're developing technology faster than the rate that we can even apply it. Mm. And uh, you're just seeing, I mean, even OCR technology, like the ability to read files and, uh, and, and be able to uh, do actions, automated actions based on your capability of reading files. That's been out for um, many years now, and Amazon has made it incredibly easier to apply and use that technology, um, for example, so people can now use it. And it takes uh, companies like that to maybe refine some technology, make it more marketable and applicable for companies to apply it. Uh, and with real estate tech, the challenge I see is that there's all these other com- there's all these companies doing a bunch of different things, managing important data, but the data 
has no way of flowing between different systems. And so when you look at it at a high level, uh, there's probably going to need to be an immense amount of consolidation yeah. in the industry uh, at some point for these systems to start to talk to each other and become sure. useful across various uh, functions in the real estate investment or real estate property management space. Interesting. Yeah, right. So the Goliaths will stand out and then will be some kind of puppeteer or some other way that, 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 that can make the connection, right? Because almost sometimes the space gets so flooded that even for my own self, that it, it's so much information to take on, but like you, you get stopped by, you know, you're missing that component. So you're like, oh, well, where do I go for that? And you have to learn this whole other space that's, you know, 50 deep with companies. You're trying to figure out that space and how, how that connects to this, you know, and it's, it's a, you'll go down a rabbit hole and, and eventually at the end, strike out because you haven't met your desired outcome because you're, you're missing something, right? And you know, yep. because it's not there and it's not readily known because you haven't seen it before, you, you're, you're missing that question, right? So who's the question? Who's this? Who's the solution? Who mm -hmm. can give me that answer, right? So yeah, I agree. It's, it's going to be interesting because right now you're going to see a lot of different ways that, that the space is going to change, right? So you may have more people working at home and just because everybody, just like you said before with the virtual tours, well, you know, you can never manage people at home. And right now they're seeing, you know, production still happening in, in spaces that were, you know, heavily aligned on people working and that's going to take office space and office space may have a new transition to whatever, you know, I don't know, mm -hmm. like big warehouse, they may become trampoline parks. I don't know. But on some part, you know, you, you'll see that transition and the more that we can facilitate easy user guidance it, it's it's going to be interesting you know like my, my mind is almost flooded with possibilities right now and even hearing you talk about certain lines right there like the furniture that's just a whole other thing there's there's always a level that you can add on to make the customer experience because that's the end goal right your your goal is groundbreaker is to make the user and customer experience the best possible right and uh, at all points where if we keep that in line there's going to be some massive massive um new concepts coming out in the next few years based on what just happened. Yeah. And I think it's going to be the, the logical progression of all of this. If you look at like Salesforce, uh, they, in, in one way or another, they pioneered massive adoption of CRM systems that are highly complex and customizable to businesses. And out of that was this enormous consulting uh, industry for Salesforce. There's companies that exist just to implement and manage Salesforce. Yeah. So in real estate tech, I don't, you, know, you, you look at like advisors, capital formation advisors, uh, consulting companies, they're in some way shifting their businesses a little bit to be able to understand tech stacks and arrange them together for businesses that want to have a fully integrated technology system. And so you're going to also see those kinds of groups start to become active and help uh, real estate syndicators and investment firms adopt technology and get paid to do that. Right now, it seems like the user is, is a big part of the holdback, right? Just in high crowd of this. Do you think, is there there's something you talked psychology in the beginning, one of your, your things you're, you're really interested in that really, really draw your attention. Is there anything you're seeing across the board that that's holding us back from adapting to new things? Maybe it's our own, uh, anxiety to get things done and solved so quickly that we've become so used to this as a as 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 individuals in this technology you know technologically driven world that we want something we want it now and we can get it and technology takes time to build 
So we all have to be able to educate ourselves, I think, more to understand technology and the way that it works uh, and its limitations in order to be better users of technology. So um, that's, that's just one thing. <laughs> No, it's great. And that, that's sometimes the biggest thing is just knowing what, what is the limitation, right? Cause, cause that, that helps us understand the best use of it, right? The best, the best yeah. practical approach to be able to put that in and where it can implement. Right. And, uh, and there will be people that create solutions for those shortcomings and you're on the, on your way with what you're doing for groundbreakers. So yeah, Jake, this has been awesome. I, I've enjoyed the conversation. So talk to us about the site where, where people can come learn more about you and the company. Yeah, well, likewise, Jason, it's been fun. Uh, if you guys want to find more information about Groundbreaker, you can go to our website, which is groundbreaker.co. And we've got the demo videos available if anybody wants to go and check them out. Cool, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, likewise. Awesome. Everyone, listen, super appreciate your time. Think about everything that's happening right now. There's, there's just so much that is going to transform. And like you heard, Jake speaking, there's, there's just countless opportunities out there and we're just learning. We're on, on, on just the cusp of so many things that are going to happen and just transition the way that we look at things. And, and for you out there that can find those solutions, there's a world of opportunities going to be ahead of us. So thank you again. Super excited to have Jake on the show today. It was awesome. Have a great day. Join us for your second cup of coffee every Monday through Friday at noon. Live every day, bringing us our best content we've done so far. Super excited, super engaging bunch of great guests. We're here to answer your questions and we so appreciate you listening. Make sure to check this out. Can't wait to see you.